Ladies and gentlemen, to the second half of our show this evening. Double N is still surviving with me in the studio at the moment. Uh, quick update on that game in Washington. It is 6-0 to the Seahawks. There is, of course, an English Premier League game kicking off in about 13 minutes. That's West Brom against Aston Villa. Of course, we'll be off air by the time it finishes, but we will give you uh, at least the uh, near halftime score. Right, we are going to go straight away to uh, our force minute force, and I'm going to go immediately to Mr. Danny Armstrong, who is finally on with us this week. Um, Danny, how are you doing? I'm absolutely fantastic, Alan. I could be on words. Uh, <laughs> first off, 6-2, and then speaking with my... Uh, is it the second or first uh, favourite Irishman after Roy Keane? I can't remember who's listen, the second who's in first at the moment. Listen, if I'm the second favourite after Roy Keane, I'll, I'll take that as a huge compliment. You'll settle for that. <laughs> oh, completely. First, I don't know what's happened. <laughs> well, listen, you were you were our first. You were our first here on Capital Sports, our first guest. Yeah, so we're delighted to get you back on. You always you, you always remember your first, don't you? You always remember your first. Time. Ah, well, listen. I mean, uh, you know, well, I mean, some of us like Andrew Clinton, Andy Mack, they're, they're, they're gone long past that. But like, you know, we'll 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 we'll, we'll come back to this. Listen. I I bet, I bet. <laughs> Danny, before we before we get into the real chat, I want to ask you: uh, you have a new show that's on RT Sports News uh, called mm-hmm. Down the Line. Tell us a bit about it and sell it to our listeners. Of course. Well, we have uh, Down the Line now on uh, RT Sport News with somebody you might know, you might not played uh, long ago, but is is uh, a cult hero. Not. Uh, just amongst my favourite Redmen, Manchester United, but also amongst Everton and Glasgow Rangers fans, uh, did very, very well 
uh, on the decent side of Merseyside and uh, also in Glasgow too. Andre Kanchelskis, uh, we'll be talking all things football, uh, Champions League, all the hot topics in uh, in Europe, uh, what's happening on the European, uh, in basically in Europe, European football with Andre. Giving it as his opinion in his decent-ish English, it looks like it survived uh, quite well over the, I don't know, what is it, 20, 25 years he's, he's uh, been out of England. Well, yeah, down the line with Andrzej Kinchelskis, we'll be looking for, uh, the first episode came out uh, the week before last, and we'll be looking uh, to record a couple more in the new year, so stay tuned on RT Sport uh, for, yeah, for, for down the line with Andrzej Kinchelskis. Really, no, because, I mean, uh, he was, he was a, a, when his autobiography, or his blog, autobiography or biography I should say came out uh, he was a guest here on the show and I mean he's he's very very engaging very good guy and uh, yeah. and you know what I actually can say that I went and had a coffee with him in a place where we had a drink together as well in Paddy's in Belaruskaya so there you go so oh, yeah. there, there's a great very crossover nice. on that um, we're going to go now just move to uh, Andy Mack just for a moment Andy um Question on, on yeah, uh, like uh, of course Danny is delighted with that result today we were speaking about earlier on um we were talking about Arsenal with double N just at the top of the third. Um, how bad are Arsenal at the moment and how big of trouble are they in? Well, uh, three points above relegation uh, says it all, really. Um, they're clearly in a lot of trouble. Um, I think one of, the, one of the things that stood out in my mind watching their games back recently was um, Aubameyang walking back um, for a goal that they conceded and just head down, not really caring, scoring an own goal, turned round, smiled, kind of shrugged it off. Um, and that's the captain who signed a new deal at the beginning of the season. Um, so serious concerns about what's going on. I don't really think he has a plan B as to where it, where it's going to go right for them in the new year. And another defeat at the weekend. Yes, Everton have kind of turned it round again. Ancelotti said it was a loss of confidence. But for Arteta, they've spent money. Um They've brought in a few youngsters, but each week it just seems to be falling further and further from, from where they're meant to be going, which is up the table. And they're now, you know, teams underneath them like Fulham seem to have sorted themselves out a little bit. Brighton perhaps should have taken, uh, gone level with them today, um, but drew with Sheffield United. So they're definitely looking down rather than up at the moment. That's a serious, serious concern for Arteta. Um, Andrew Flint. We were t- like you were talking about the troubles that United were having not too long ago, and then all of a sudden they're they're on a great run at the moment. Uh, they're chasing hard after Leicester City, as Andy Mack said in the second uh, segment of the show tonight. That you know that game in hand that they have one win and they're outright you know in second place and only two points off Liverpool. But Arsenal, on the other hand, they are struggling very very badly. You know they're minus goal difference. But is it just to have? crap players or is it just the manager is really really poor or where, where are the problems lying well I don't think I would actually lay all the blame at Arteta's door and he is clearly a very imaginative progressive manager but I think he this is where his first real test is coming in my view um, you know he stepped out of Guardiola's shadow and started reasonably well at Arsenal but the players like Andy Mike mentions the attitude of the players there's only so much a manager can do I mean it is his job yes he's got to he's got to inspire them he's got to instill some level of discipline within them um, but in the end if a player on the pitch is just not putting in the effort then what can he really what can he do about it um, Nicolas Pepe for me is a symbol of Arsenal at the moment uh, when he arrived it was all heralded as a great bit of business um, 
I mean, not necessarily value for money, but a great player coming in. And I actually thought he would be a dangerous, uh, dangerous prospect here. But I just don't see, I don't see really where where he's going with his career. Um, so I don't, I wouldn't blame Arteta entirely. But the recruitment has been terrible, and um, the attitude of the players in the squad, the Mesut Özil saga, um, it just so many elements to this circus. But uh, Arteta, for one, I think I would still give him a bit more time. Okay, uh, with uh, Danny um, uh, Armstrong, I've just sort of get his uh, sound back on just right now, uh, because I wanted to ask Danny about the the, the situation, of course, with um, Liverpool, because of course Liverpool top of the table. He's a Man U fan, Danny. If you can hear us, if you could just turn on your sound, just for some reason, it just went off. Uh, I don't know how that well happened but there you go um, Dan if you can hear us just have a look see if there's a sound button or microphone button and just click it and come back into us because we, we can't hear you uh, Andy Mack with Liverpool top of the table at the moment do you think the title is theirs because oh sorry Danny Danny there you are listen Danny <laughs> <laughs> so yeah back again I mean, a lot of people would like to mute me you know in real life <laughs> no, it's Danny. a little bit of karma or, no yeah. listen Danny we brought you on to talk to you listen Danny um, how great is it to see Liverpool leading the table uh, and they'll be leading Reading it at Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah, people tend to read a lot into being top of the table at Christmas. They didn't do Newcastle um, much favours in was it the 95, 96 season. Um, when I think they led by 10 points or something by by uh, by Christmas and then ended up losing to United. I hope the same will happen again. Uh, but I think at the start of the season, Liverpool are the. the they are a strong, strong side. They've got a great manager. They've got a great backbone, even with the injuries that they've had. I think a lot has been made of the injuries that they've had. Um, obviously, Van Dijk's going to be a huge, huge uh, loss to them. But, I mean, they've had injuries in this season before and the season before last. And uh, they, they managed to come through and, and win titles. I think they're a very, very strong side. One of the strongest we've seen since probably... Well, since probably... It pains me to say it, but City a few years back... and. I, I, I think at the start of the season, I, I expected the cream to rise to the top after all the uh, the mad results. And I know we still had a couple this weekend with United winning six two and Liverpool seven nil. But yeah, it pains me to say, it, Alan, but they're, they're, they're looking like they have got a, a decent chance to go and retain the title. Um, yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. United have still got a big game at Leicester. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe I'm saying. Can't believe I'm saying that. But um, yeah. I think it's what four points off top or something. I can't, I can't remember myself. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see if Tottenham can pull something out of the bag as well with their agent Mourinho there at White Hart Lee at uh, Tottenham Stadium. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I expect Liverpool to do well this season. Be there or thereabouts, but yeah. I mean, um, Andy Mack, to you uh, on that, I mean, where are Liverpool getting all this energy from? Because they seem to, the, as we, like as uh, Danny said, like the injuries, of course, we were looking at the injuries, thinking that they're going to cycle off with this one, but they just seem to be completely never out of breath. I think it's probably just the idea that Klopp says that they've got five substitutes, even though they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but do, do you think that this is it? Because I mean, we see Rangers running away with the Scottish Premier League. They have that tied up. Um, but have, have England or have Liverpool got the, the English Premier League tied up? Um, well, yeah, thanks for the Rangers comment. Sorry. Um, <laughs> well done on the League Cup, by the way, today. I mean, that's 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 worth his weight in gold. Or um, um, what you call it? Was still, it was still embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> tin, tin, I think it is, rather than gold. Yeah, I think um, it's made out of um, think... tin foil. But anyway, go on. 
I think um, if Liverpool have a good January, I think I think the season could be could be over by the end of February because they've got. I think they've got two very very winnable games coming up now before New Year, which is West Brom. Obviously, Sam Allardyce, the embodiment of relegation and um, whatever his body is probably the wrong word to describe him. <laughs> but um, they, they they've got a run of fixtures in the New Year, which got Southampton, United, Spurs, Newcastle on the thirties as well. Leicester. Yeah. Um, I think if they get through that period, having picked up uh, maybe three or four wins against those other clubs at the top, I think the, I think the season will be over, um, and I don't think anyone will catch them. Yeah, so it does look like that because of course they have to on on um, the seventeenth of January. Of course, they place Liverpool away, or sorry, United at home. So that will be you know that could be a title decider if both teams are on a good run and United keep picking up the points. That could be it. And speaking of Andrew Andrew Flint, I mean, do you think that United's turn? I mean, okay, are they good enough to win a title this year, or are they flattering to deceive? Uh, no, um, we're not yet, but we're, we're showing plenty of signs of of threatening performances. the The stat of winning ten consecutive away games is such an utterly bizarre one, and I know it's going to sound odd, but I actually don't see it as an entirely positive thing because for me, it just confirms what Solskjaer's strength is, which is playing, uh, hitting teams fast on the break when you when we don't generally enjoy as much possession. My concern is that he still hasn't quite proven he's got a, a plan B for the teams that, that make life really, really difficult for us. Um, and I, I, I'm still feeling positive. Obviously, how can I not feel positive? What a great day it is to thrash the, well, I would say a rude word, but I better not, my mum might be listening. Um, the, the team from across the Pennines today that was enjoyable, um, but honestly, no. The, the, the defense is still a bit too shaky, but okay. still, it's exciting times. Okay, now I'm going to ask you all to give me your uh, your picks for two Boxing Day games. But before I do, of course, this week Russia, uh, we were speaking about with Isil Cody in the last segment. Um, I'm going to give you each 30 seconds to give your take on the situation with Russia not being allowed to have like anthems and. You know, logos and flags at the at the Olympics this year. Um, starting with Andy Mack. Andy, is that is that a good thing or a bad thing that like that that the ban is two years instead of four, or do you think that it just is it just shows where sport is at the moment? Well, I think the um, the overall reaction from both sides or every element involved in it over the fact that it had been reduced to two years, I, I think, was surprisingly positive. Um, I don't think it would have really made a great deal of difference in that sense because they would have been missing anyway the Tokyo Olympics. They probably would have been missing the other ones um, in in Beijing. Um, the World Cup's obviously going to be affected. Um, quite frankly, I think it'd be funny if they went off and won it just to have someone <laughs> win it. That I, I don't know what they're going to call them. FIFA's select. <laughs> I don't know. I know. It's um, not so. Okay, listen. Former USSR winning the World Cup in 2020. Exactly, the team formerly known as Russia. And again, the athletes aren't banned. They're just not allowed to have the flag, anthem, and logos, and so on and so forth. Um, Andrew Flint, Travis Tiger, of course, a friend of ours, he came out and was complaining <laughs> that it's not good enough. It's a death knell for sport and all that sort of nonsense. This is the guy who's, of course, looking after, in inverted commas, doping in America. Um, what, did, what do you think of that? 
Well, I mean, the, the hypocrisy has been laid bare by his cheerleaders um, on the show so far, yourselves, Andy Mack, um, Esau Cody. Um, honestly, I, I think the whole concept of this ban is just such a utter farce in that it, it isn't banning Russia, it's banning the name. And what what is that really going to do? You're still going to have Russian athletes competing just simply under a different name. We're still going to have... Everybody will know exactly who they are. So what actually is the point of it? Um, a bit of personal pride, sure. Um, and I, I, we've got to remember that the athletes who have dope, sure, they have to be banned. And that is a good thing. But only, and I really do stress this only, if it is done consistently across the board. Um, and with um, Travis in charge, um, it's never going to be consistent, is it? Okay, uh, Danny, just your take on that. Like, I mean, Russia deserved a kick in the backside, but do you think that maybe you know that is a bit too one-sided at this stage? Yeah, well, I mean, we've been here before, haven't we, with bands and the the the, 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 the banning of the flag, banning the anthem. Um, I don't know what you're going to do. You're going to ban them from. You're going to ban the athletes from saying if somebody says where well, you're from. You're going to ban them from saying they're from Russia while they're competing at the Olympics or competing at these state tournaments. It's like. Put it this way, I mean, like some some football clubs are, are banned from showing the the sponsor if, it, if it's a betting company or, or if it's a, a a beer company, but it's not going to stop people having a few beers watching the match or having a punt on the score. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? It's not yeah. getting rid of it. It's not getting rid of a problem. It's not doing anything apart from it's just put, putting a blanket over it and then it's pretty much sweep, sweeping it under the tape, sweep, sweeping it under the rug. I mean. We've been here before, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not the last time it's going to happen. Yeah. Doping needs tackling in sport, but you're not going to do that by just attacking one nation and uh, and, and using it as a scapegoat. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I'm with you that again. It's, it, like, I'm just like, it's just exhausting. Decision. Listen, um, before you go away, guys, um, Boxing Day Games, of course, massive fixtures uh, up for decision uh, this week. On the 26th, of course, uh, at the first game that we're looking at, of course, is at 3.30 in the afternoon. That is Leicester City, Man United. Danny, um, home win, away win or a draw? What do you reckon? Um, it's probably, probably the biggest match you've... Well, certainly the biggest match this season United and I'm hoping for a win if we play it's like um, Andy Flint just said then Flintsy <laughs> Flintsy it's the Armstrong General here uh, yeah if they're like if you say like it's, it's got to be um, it's got to be the biggest match of the season absolutely the biggest match of the season and um, he, he just said about the, the, the 10 straight away wins and, 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 and the real poor Poor home record apart from today. I think it was two goals in the league before. Or oh, two, two, two from open play. Or oh, it might have been one from open play. It's something absolutely t- disgraceful. Um, You're going for, ho- uh, for a away win. You got to hope for an away win. I mean, you got to hope to keep okay. that form, that keep that keep that mad statistic even madder. So, okay. So yeah. Andrew Flint, is it going to be eleven wins away from home? Ah, oh, absolutely nailed on. Um, no, actually. In all seriousness, Danny's right. It is um, it is the biggest game of the season so far because this is... We have to accept it. We're not at Liverpool's level just yet. We're not at Manchester City's level just yet. Leicester City are the team we have to beat. They're okay. our direct rivals in the table. So, yeah, away win it is. OK. Andy Mack, away win, home win or a draw? Um, well, I'm going to I'm gonna rule out a draw as the last time United drew away was Norwich 18 games ago in the FA Cup. Um, so just despite these two, I'll say a home win. 
All right. Um, very quickly, just give me a hot take. Arsenal or Chelsea? Danny? Oh, Chelsea. Chelsea? Okay. Uh, Andrew Flint, Arsenal or Chelsea? Yeah, I'd have to go for Chelsea. Arsenal in such poor form. Okay. Andy Mack? I'd have to agree. Three from three, Chelsea. Okay, boys. I hope you're all going to be back with us at the quiz later on in this show. So thank you all very, very much. We're going to get to the break right now. We're a little bit over time, but, uh, you know, it was worth it to have those little picks at the end. So we're going out with Paul Oakenfold and Starry Eye Surprise. Back with Alexander Zotov after this. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
with Alan Moore. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the fifth segment of tonight's show. We're just going to get Alexander Zatov on the line. He, of course, is watching the Washington game tonight against Seattle. And, of course, just so we know how the score is going. So we know what kind of mood he's in. They are 13-0 down, but they have the ball. It is come near the end of the uh, first half, but uh, we'll, hopefully he'll be on the, in, uh, on the line in just one moment with us. Um, as you mentioned earlier on, of course, just so you know, those scores, uh, or those predictions from our experts, of course, they were all saying, except Andy Mack, that uh, Man United are going to win away from home against Leicester. And of course, the other game, Arsenal and Chelsea would all go the way of Chelsea because Arsenal are in such bad form. Um, now, before we do go to Alexander Zotov, a uh, quick couple look at the games that are coming up this week, of course, uh, in the English Premier League because there's, there's a lot going on. Um, on Monday, of course, tomorrow, we have Burnley and Wolves, Chelsea, West Ham. The first game kicks off at 8.30 and the second at 11. So that Chelsea-West Ham game could have a bearing of what happens at the top of the table because both of them are actually playing quite well at the moment are in the hunt as well for, uh, well, let's just say a Champions League spot. Leicester, of course, we mentioned Man City. That is a 3.30 kickoff on next Saturday, the 26th. Then, uh, after that, then the other big one, of course, we said are Arsenal-Chelsea, but also Man City and Newcastle United. The next Sunday, we will be... Well, no, we'll actually, before we go in there, Liverpool will be playing against um, West Brom. West Brom, of course, at, are playing at the moment. They're playing Aston Villa at home. It is already 1-0 to Aston Villa. Now, West Brom, as uh, Andy Mack mentioned, they are now under the... The tutelage, the guidance of Big Sam Allardyce. Now, not too many people know where he started. They just know where he kind of finished up in terms of with the English team, where he was, you know, got one game in and then was fired because of a, a do- let's just say, a setup with an agent, uh, a kind of a dodgy deal. Um, well. Uh, it, it looked very, very strange. It looked very, very strange what he was doing. He was caught on a hidden camera, speaking with a football agent, and kind of telling him, you know, oh, I can we can do this, and we can we can. Um, uh, you know, we can buy this player, do that, and it, it just—it didn't look well. Uh, the guy has had issues in the past, but at the same time, uh, it didn't look good for him. So he was gone. Now he's in charge of West Brom. Of course, he started off his management career in Limerick in Ireland. Yeah, so down in Limerick in Ireland, a lot of people have great regard for him. When he got the England job, people were delighted because again, he is kind of one of those men of the people. But of course, a lot of these guys, the likes of well, uh, Sam Allardyce or Harry Redknapp, they have their own little sort of things on the side I, I guess I'm looking at double end if we can speak about it. yeah I can speak about it. The, the story is this a lot of these guys who are working including Alex Ferguson as well uh, they have uh, sons or family men- members who work as agents okay why is that important I'll explain why now uh, the reason why it's important is that they kind of have a uh, um, conflict of interest so let's put it this way um, Slavin Bilic when he was managing West Ham there was a certain player who suddenly uh, was being looked for, uh, like the, the best player West Ham had at that time. Uh, they were looking to, well, he, he, they wanted to, to keep him, but of course he wanted to move back to France. There was a huge offer coming in, but of course France wanted to play ball. Why was that happening? Well, his agent wanted a better deal from the French side, okay? So that's, that's what they're looking for. Now, his agent also happened to be the agent of the club manager, club coach at that time. And who was that club coach? Slavin Bilic. So 
you see what I mean? You, you understand what I'm saying? That when you've got like the coach who can pick the player and not pick the player, he basically ends up forcing the player out of the club and getting a big, big lump of money for him. So this charade goes on and on and on and it, it just doesn't look pretty whatsoever. Um, it, it, it's happened time and again, time and again, and we see it with football managers when they have a, a link with an agency or an agent and they, you know, they get their little bits of money on the side. Um, lots of suggestions, of course, for the former locomotive head coach, Yuri Shomin, that he had friends who wanted, who were agents who wanted to send players. And again, um, Many football coaches or managers do have friends who are agents or are friendly with agents because they understand what they're going to do for them. Um, when Lokomotiv did that change, remember they had Eric Stoffelshaus, a, a friend of the show who was almost a number of times, when he was the sports or football director for Lokomotiv, he basically made sure that uh, the players coming in were quality and that you know there wasn't any you know money being handed to the coach because again uh, this is what happens sometimes as well and I give like a direct a direct experience from from myself when I was working at a a club I, I won't name the club but a club in Croatia um, they were in the second division at the time and doing quite well they didn't have a huge amount of money but they had enough like we were building up and we were doing well we we're getting crowds in so there was money there to be spent but we were we were harnessing quite well so our company was working with this club we were trying to develop them and help them to get up to the first division now what happened was that the coach decided that you know he wanted two players in during the winter break we said yeah of course like that's you know, we need to strengthen up because we're pushing now, we're in the top half of the table, let's do it. So our um, director of development, he went down, he met the coach, said, yeah, we'll, we'll look after it. And the sports director of the, cl- of the club, um, he went away on holidays for a week, uh, he went to Bra- Brach, is the name of the, the island, Brach. He went out to the island of Brach and had a nice time with his family, enjoyed himself, um, and then came back. In the meantime... An agent friend of this coach was busy in the sports director's office doing business. And he had already agreed to bring in two players, um, you know, kind of basically saying, okay, we'll bring you these two players. Between him and the coach, eventually we found out, and it was, a, it was quite a bit of a scandal, that um, there's about 10,000 euros being paid out as a commission to the agent, and it was being split 75-25 with the coach. Now, People say two and a half thousand euros is that much money. At that level of football, yeah, it is quite a bit of money. And also the players were not what were needed by the club. So the sports director was kind of annoyed. Um, he ended up getting fired and we didn't get promoted that season at all. So it was a pretty disastrous situation, but it happens time and again. Uh, now we're still, we still can't get Alexander Zatov on the phone. Uh, we're, we're calling and messing but just don't sit together because of course he is watching the uh, Washington football team game uh, I do know I do know that uh, Andrew Flint he is eager to get back on with us and he's he's actually waiting on the line to get with well I say get with us but he's eager on the line to uh, have a quick bit of a chat right now so we're gonna, we'll go to him in just a moment before we go into the big fat filthy quiz um, but again one one issue again is that we, we talk about this all the time transparency 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 in sport and especially when it comes to finance, because again, you can't mess around like this. Like we, we, we can't, um, you know, say, okay, have the coach also dealing with an agent and so on and so forth, because it is pretty bad. Um, Andrew, uh, Andrew Flint, you're back in line with us. I know you wanted to come in on the discussion about uh, Sam Allardyce. And 
Listen, what's your opinion? I know. Well, look, you've mentioned this already offline. Off That's why you're coming back in in place of Alexander Zatov. What is your opinion on the relationship between coaches or managers and agents? Um, how how bad is it? And how dangerous is it? And how unhealthy is it for football? Well, it's it's um, it's a horrific relationship um, that is not really going to change because there is just such an unhealthy amount of money flowing through agents' hands. And, I mean, in some cases, you read of figures of 30 40% of a transfer fee going to the agent themselves. And when they have that much influence, um, it, the players don't become players. They become products, commodities, which are traded. And managers are just simply that they're helpless to do anything about it because agents, as we uh, can see, are very influential people who can... Um, I mean, I'm talking the most extreme cases here, but they can agitate for moves and there's not much that uh, managers can do anymore. Um, on the other hand, um, there are agents who do a very good job to protect the interests of players to make sure they're not exploited. So it's a thorny issue, but um, it's, it's one that needs to be regulated, but I'm not sure what the answer is. I mean, again, Sam Allardyce, as we mentioned, like uh, West Brom are, are one nil down uh, at the moment against Aston Villa. But we mentioned him, but of course, with Harry Redknapp, of course, when he was questioned about um, uh, <laughs> if he was in court, and I was like, "How did you get this money? Where did you get this money?" And then he he turned around, and he said in open court, um, "I am what? What was it that he he doesn't understand numbers? Wasn't that he couldn't count? He's innumerate. <laughs> Is that correct?" It, 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 that- well, I, I I don't remember the exact words he used, but I mean, you ca- when when you try and claim a complete lack of uh, of knowledge or, or ability to understand numbers, when that is a fairly important part of the job, you, you lose you lose a bit of faith in what we're saying, really, don't you? Um, I mean, it sounds it almost sounds a bit like the um, the Wayne Hennessy excuse when that picture came out of him holding his arm aloft, saying he didn't know who. Um, who the Nazis were um, you just start to lose your belief in what someone's saying um, people like characters in the game um, Harry Redknapp will be popular with a large amount of people because he's an affable character um, but uh, you know you, you can't just um, you can't just claim complete innocence you know what you're doing and he's been in the game long enough so I don't think many people um, gave much credence to what he was saying yeah, I mean, there was the one, I remember in 2012, again, it came out in court, that he had a bank account in Monaco where there was £200,000 uh, sterling at the time. So what's that? Uh, roughly 100, blah, 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 blah. That is, what, 20 million rubles uh, in a bank account in Monaco. And the bank account name was Rosie 47. And he said, what, 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 what is that? And he said, that's the name of his dog and that's the year of his birth. So he set up a, a bank account to take oh, bribes from. I mean, uh, listen, Andrew. Um, how how like we we see like again, Sam Allardyce was kind of run out of the English job because of it. I, I've seen it with with coaches. I mentioned it just before he came back to us, uh, where it's happened time and again. Um, do you think it'll ever be regulated? Because it, it seems to be move, moving further and further away from from regulation. Well, I mean, I, I, I honestly, no, um, I don't, because I think the interests of agents, of super agents, I should probably preface that by saying, and of governing bodies seem to be relatively aligned. They want the biggest products on show um, pushed to the limit without really a great deal of regard for 
the welfare of the players. And I mean in all senses. Um, you know, we know that there are a lot of very wealthy, influential clubs who are pushing towards a European Super League and eventually it, it's very likely that something like that could happen where the top players in the world, the most glamorous, the most accessible players in the world will be put on show um, and that's the product that sells the most and agents are a big part of that. So I, I don't think there's a great deal of willingness to regulate it if we're being brutally honest um, with a lot of footballing authorities so I honestly I don't think we will see it regulated Okay listen we have a question in from uh, Kaka and he asks uh, okay he says hi there I'm a hardcore fan of Barca but I was disappointed with Zidane um, so what is your opinion on Kuman? Kuman, Kuman, as in Kuman, as in uh, uh-huh. Mr Kuman. yeah so what do you reckon is he, is he the man to turn around uh, Barcelona's fortunes? I don't think there's a great deal he can do with the mess that is going on at boardroom level um, at Barcelona. I, a lot of my friends and colleagues who follow Barcelona closely are just coming completely disenchanted uh, with the club. Ronald Koeman, of course, he's got an incredible um, legendary status at the club, scoring in the European Cup final in 1992 at Wembley. Um, and he... I mean, bringing in a legend is about the only appointment that Barcelona can make at the moment because every decision they seem to make at the moment is is just is backfiring. Okay. Um, Komen, I think, has got an impossible job. Okay, listen, um, uh, from Murat uh, asks, uh, why do we think Siska have taken last place in the UEFA Champions League group stage second year in a row. Now he said that you know the teams, the other teams were not that strong in the group. What he thinks, what he thinks, maybe should change the coach or where is the problem? And you know that maybe you know that the guys after beating Real Madrid it keeps remind they're, they're reminded of it all the time, but they kind of had this like star fever. Uh, so why, yeah, what what is preventing them from getting to the next level of football, Andrew? It's a bit of a difficult one, in my opinion, because I actually do think they have one of the most promising squads in Russian football. And they've now been together for a good couple of years. A lot of the young players that came in just before that Real Madrid campaign um, have been together for two years. They should be performing much more consistently. Um, there's so many, so much talk about Viktor Gontrenka being under pressure, and I don't think that's the answer for them. Um, in domestic matters, a few, a couple of results either way, and they'd be uh, top of the table by now. They had a very good season overall. Fyodor Chalos' form is another major factor in that, um, and they did bring in Adolfo Geich to address that issue, but Geich has been terrible. So until they sort out the forward line, um, I mean, yes, he scored a hat-trick in, against uh, Rostov, I think it was, but that was his only fourth goal of the season, three of them coming in that game alone. So Chalice form is a big part of it, but I don't think getting rid of Gonshrink is the answer. OK, listen, Andrew, thank you so much for that, for your insight and your expertise. We'll, be, of course, we're back with you in just a few minutes for the quiz. Folks, we're to the break right now with uh, the heavy and short change hero. Answers on the back of a postcard, plus 795-1111053. What movie is it from? Sports with Alan Moore. 
Okay, I hope you enjoyed uh, that little musical interlude. Uh, Double N is looking for see from what movie was that song? Uh, the you know you short short no no. No, not at all? Okay. All right, so we're going to double-check on that in a moment. Uh, okay, so we're going to start a quiz in just one moment. We're trying to get everyone online, of course. All the guys are waiting with bated breath. There is... Um, we, we're trying to watch this game in the studio. Uh, it is still 1-0 25 minutes between uh, Aston Villa and West Brom. Uh, the Washington football team have put three points up on the board uh, against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Washington need to win that game. They need to win that game, okay? Uh, it is kind of desperation stakes for them and, well, we'll see what's going to happen. Right, uh, right, folks, we are going to go on to the quiz right now. Hopefully we'll have nearly everybody online. I think most of them are. We're still waiting for, uh, I know Derek and Danny should be there quite soon. Um, so... I'm going to do a quick... Um, hello. Um, okay, Peter, you know you have your microphone on. Hold my... Me, Peter, you know you have your microphone on. You're live on air. Uh, I actually had it off. You're mistaken. I am not the one. You have your microphone on indeed. Um, so, uh, let me see. Uh, I don't. Uh, Andy Mack, you're there? Derek, Derek is here, though. Okay, Derek is good. Derek, you can turn off your camera. We don't want to see you. We just want to hear you. Okay. Uh, okay. Andy Mack, you are there. <laughs> Andy Mack has his microphone off. Andrew Flint, you're there with us in any case. I certainly am. No camera, but I'm here. Okay, uh, that is good. Um, Alex B, you're there with us. Alex B is gone all shy at the moment. Alex B, are you with us? No? No, no sign of Alex B. Peter P, you're still with us? I am. I am indeed here. Okay, so that's, 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 that's good. So we're actually changing place with people right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be covering for Big L this, this episode. All right, that is good. Listen, you need to get away from the wind. Get into somewhere where there's not that much noise because it's very, very windy out there and very noisy. Uh, Andy Mack, you're there with us? I can hear you now. Yeah, I'm here. That is good stuff. And, uh, of course, Double N is here with us as well. Double N, you're still here? Yep. Okay, that is good. Okay. Uh, right, so here we go. Um, it's going to be an interesting one tonight because uh, Andrew Flint, because his mom has told him to behave himself. Um, Mrs. Flint, uh, listen, we will keep an eye on your boy. So I'm going to start off straight away letting you guys know that it's going to be an interesting quiz this evening. I think it's one that will favour... Everybody, actually. So, the first one, okay, the first one. So, Double N, you're not going first. First one is going to be Derek. Derek, I want you to tell me the name of this team. And you saw this team play, by the way, with me. They're from Helsinki. This is a KHL teams, okay? They're from Helsinki. Yeah, yeah. What is their name? Helsinki what? Or what Helsinki, I should say. Wait, did we really watch it together? <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, I don't know. It was a Helsinki. year ago, for Christ's sake, Derek. A year ago is a long time. <laughs> Helsinki. I have bad memory. Helsinki. Helsinki Stars. No, Jokerit. Jokerit Helsinki. Okay. All right. That's okay. We'll let you wait. That. that was a tough starter. <laughs> Peter P. Riga. What is the name of their team? Riga. Something Riga. What are they? 
I'm sorry. What what sport are we talking about? We're talking about hockey. Ice hockey. hockey. KHL ice well, hockey. Well, well, all right, let, let, let me let me back up first. Let me let me back up a little. First and foremost, hello to Mrs. Flynn. And uh, and, and my, I'll, I'll go with uh, Dynamo. Good, good one, yourself. Well done, Peter. Well done. Two points for you. You're back with a bang. Right, talking about being back with a bang. Uh, Andy Mack. You're going out to the Urals, to the Uralnitsi. That's the name of the people who come from the Urals. Yekaterinburg, what's the name of their team? Yekaterinburg. Uh, I should get this one right, really, considering it's the, the, the local team. Um, it's something to do with um, the, 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 the car makers or something, isn't it? Yeah, go on. Russian uh, for Ru- something. I'm going to, I'll give you two points, Andy. Aftermobilist, well done. Well done. Well done. Okay, double N, you're on the spot right now. So, uh, Nizhny Novgorod. Nizhny Novgorod. Uh, I, I can see that he doesn't have it open in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! Uh, no. Come on, you should know it. No? Uh, tractorist, maybe. <laughs> no, that's Jelly Obinsk. That's Jelly Obinsk. I will give you a... Ne- go on, I'll give you an extra go. What is it? Because um, you're joking with me, I know. Uh, let's go with Torpedo. Well done, well done. I knew you knew it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well done. Double N is off the mark. And Mr. Flint. Nur Sultan. Nur Sultan. <laughs> oh, Christ, on a bike. Nur Sultan. Oh, let me get this right. Um... Oh, I, I have no idea. I'll be perfectly honest. I don't know. All right, you're joining Derek. He's torpedoes. <laughs> He's in torpedoes. It's Barry's. Barry's. Okay, now the missing word. Uh, and I'm going to yeah, start. Thank you for getting one key player here. Oh, Alex P has joined us. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. baby, baby is online. Baby is back. Not baby's got back. Maybe he has, but I haven't noticed. Right. Um, all right, for you, Alex B. Habarovsk. What's the name of their team? Habarovsk. Uh, ha- Haberovsk. I'll give you a hint. Uh, think of it. A... No, it's an ice hockey team. <laughs> KHL. Um, uh, think of a tiger from out that neck of the woods. The Haberovsk Tigers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. Amor. Amor. All right. I should uh, say, just think of my name in Russian. Amor. Amor. Okay. Anyway. Right. Uh, <clears throat> well done, Alex, that you were there with us. So, Derek. Okay. Derek, uh, back to you. So, uh, this is the. Okay. Miss, missing words. Bill's back in what? After what? This is about the Buffalo Bills, the NFL. Bills back in what? After what? Not Clinton. <laughs> Not Clinton, no. <laughs> or Monica. Um, okay. <clears throat> Bills back in what? Come on, Derek. Derek, you're, you're muted, by the way. Your microphone is off. What is wrong with our people tonight? There's too much celebration. Derek, turn on your microphone. Derek, turn on your microphone. Right, we're skipping Derek. Derek's no points for this. Right. No, and- no, no, wait, 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 wait. I'm here, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, Jesus Christ, people. <laughs> I'm going to lose it today, I swear to God. Right. Okay, okay. sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh-huh. Bill's back in what after what? There's two what's. Bill's back in what after what? Bill's back in money after losing money. No, <laughs> I'm going to give you two points for it anyway. It's uh, <clears throat> Bill's back in playoffs after 25 years. There you go. Ah, 
okay, okay. <laughs> I said NFL. Anyway. Okay, Peter P, this is a good one for you, okay? This is hot and what, okay? This is about City and PSG ready to get what? As Chase here, hot so Hot and what? So it's the same word in both hot spaces. And, hot and what? Hot and then like, I put in the word here. Yeah, you do. You do. That's what you do in this round. That's called it called the missing word round. You pick a word. Oh, oh. so that works. Uh, all right. Hot and uh, soft. Hot and soft. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I'm going to give you just two points for that one. Just, just because I can't, I can't, I can't talk. It's hot and messy. Okay, hot and messy because PSG and Man City are trying to buy Lionel Messi. Okay. Oh my God, catch my breath. Stop laughing, Andy Mack. Okay, keeping up with this team, Andy Mack. Okay. Some what Liverpool scored? What goals? Says Klopp. <laughs> Oh god, I'm so proud for the last answer. <laughs> oh god, this is, this is live radio, um, folks. This is what we have to live with. Okay, um, Andy back. <laughs> okay, so what Liverpool scored? What goals? Soft. <laughs> it's the same word for both, just like the last one. The last one was messy, hot and messy, and. Uh, things get messy. Um, so, what go? Are you going with soft? <laughs> I'll go with soft. <laughs> no, it's not. It's outstanding Liverpool scored outstanding goals. <laughs> that's, well, that's, uh, okay, I'm giving you two points anyway. Right, <clears throat> double N, this is down to you. Um, there's some what in your knee, it appeared he was told. Uh, let's say pain. Yeah. Uh, I don't... It's actually t- teeth. Okay, teeth. Oh. <laughs> a guy's knee got all swollen up because he had a collision with somebody wow. and a few months later they found teeth in his knee. There you go. That's strange. How would you not, how would you not know that there's teeth in your knee? Uh, but I think it's painful. Like, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> God, okay. Anyway, Andrew Flint, very, very quickly to you. Um, Pep praises stones for what? Pep praises stones for balls. <laughs> Your mother is going to just disown you, I'm telling you. It's, it's for becoming rock at the back. Right, you've got two points for that one. Right, and finally, Alex B, rescue me, please. Mourinho looks what? This is a big, long answer. So Mourinho, Jose, of course, looks to what? Alex B, that's your one. Unmute, Alex B, unmute, please. Unmute yourself. Alex, you're on mute. Yeah, he, he looks. To, he looks to Jesus. <laughs> he looks to Jesus. Could be Jesus. It could be. You could actually be right, but it's not. It looks to have rediscovered the spark that made him the chosen one. There you go. I, I actually prefer your one. Actually, right. Very very quickly. These are Mourinho facts. Mourinho facts. Five points for every right one. So it's either an either or. Starting off with Derek. Derek, you should know this, right? Um, where did Jose Mourinho? Begin his coaching career. Yeah. Was it uh, Benfica or Unao de uh, Una de Leria? Benfica or Unao <coughs> Leria? The the one the one you forgot to mention. The one I first mentioned. Yeah. Benfica. The one you failed to mention. Failed to mention. Hold on, no, I'm not talking about Chelsea. I'm talking about where did he first start his career, Derek? That's what I'm telling you. He didn't start in Benfica as a, as a head coach. 
Yeah, these are Benfica. I think it's the, the first one. Benfica. Okay, then it was Benfica. You're correct. <laughs> oh, God, this is getting worse. Right. Uh, <clears throat> Peter P. This is about Jose Mourinho. This is about football. So how many full seasons at Chelsea did Jose spend? Is it six or five? I'll go with the even one. Six. Oh, you should have gone with the uneven one. It was five. 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 <laughs> unlucky, unlucky. Uh, okay. Andy, Peter, you're doing well. You're actually undefeated at that moment. Right. Andy Mack, um, what, where uh, was Jose's highest win percentage? Was it at Real Madrid? Higher, I should say. Uh, or at Porto? Real Madrid or Porto? Um, I'd go with Porto. You should have gone with Real Madrid? He was 71.91% versus 71.65. There you go. So, sorry about that, Andy. Uh, okay, double N for you. Mourinho won two league and cup doubles. Okay. Uh, he won one course with Porto, but he won one elsewhere. Where was it? At Chelsea or Inter Milan? Um, I think at Chelsea. You thought correctly. I know Derek is going, yes, it was Chelsea, it was Chelsea. Yes, it was Chelsea. <laughs> right, uh, Andrew, we're running out of time here. So, Andrew Flint, very, very quickly for you. How many uh, Engl- English Premier League ma- manager of the seasons has he won? Three or four? Uh, four. Three. Three. No, Three. Okay. And finally, Alex, come on. Get yourself into this one. So, um, when he first coached 100 Champions League games he was the youngest manager ever to do so was he 48 true or false or he was 40 I should say yeah yeah he was 48 no he was 49 49 unlucky 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 right guys through all of that absolute mess Double N has won Double N congratulations thank you thank you okay um, guys thank you very very much for this evening and I know you'll all be back on with us next week because we have a very, very special show lined up for our, well, our, our guys all around the world. Um, but before then, to our Capital Sports team, have a very, very happy Christmas, guys. That's to you. That's to Derek. That is to Peter Thank P. You. That's you know, I, 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 thought I, won the, I thought I won this one. No, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You got seven <laughs> okay. points. Uh, double N got nine. Okay, so folks, we are heading away for the night. Um, just a few minutes left of the show. A couple minutes left of the show. We're going to go funking into our Monday morning or into, well, the 11th hour of today. Um, and I want to thank everyone for joining us today. Of course, plus seven ninety five one 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 one. You can still send in your messages. We will answer them, of course, next week. But, of course, this Thursday and Friday are two massive days for a lot of us. They are Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So, it remains for myself and from Double N and from the whole Capital Sports team around the world to wish you all a very, very happy Christmas and we'll be back with you next Sunday. So, until then... Take care of yourselves and each other. We're going out with Mark Ronson and Bruno Mars and Uptown Funk. Have a great week. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. This is that ice cold Michelle fight for that white gold. This one for them hood girls, them good girls, straight masterpieces. Styling, wilding, living it up in the city. Got chucks on with Saint Laurent. Gotta kiss myself, I'm so pretty. I'm too hot. Call the police and the fireman, I'm too hot Make a dragon wanna retire, man, I'm too hot Say my name, you know who I am, I'm too hot And my band bought that money, break it down Girl, sent you hallelujah
sent you hallelujah. Girl, I sent you hallelujah. Cause Uptown Funk don't give it to you. Cause Uptown Funk. 